1: There's a gross disparities in how the war on drugs was applied across our
2: country.
0: Now we're fighting against years of brainwashing.
2: A 16-year-old lad apprehended in the act of staging a holdup. 16 years old and a marijuana addict.
1: Meanwhile, war fighters in my community are killing themselves at a rate of 22 a day.
2: All this stuff, it's... it's It made me feel like a complete piece of shit. I didn't want to live, you know what I mean? So we need academia to embrace it. We need our
1: politicians to embrace it. We need a physician community to embrace it so that the patients win at the end of the day.
2: The Uplife is a production of the Unprescribed Nonprofit. This show is made possible by contributions from supporters just like you. Subscribe to our channel and follow us on social. We are The Unprescribed. Hello, and welcome back to part two of our conversation with James Trice, co-founder of CAMO, a veteran service organization in Hawaii. In part one, JT shared his experience in Iraq and how it changed him. Like many veterans, pills used for wartime trauma led to thoughts of suicide. Today, we hear what inspired him to get off the pills and the withdrawals that came with it. Now we pick up where we left off.
1: We started making music ever since. But back to the the, the pills thing is mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I, I threw them out and I felt like shit for weeks. And I know I was shit because I was still smoking cigarettes at the time. Mm. So I smoked so much more cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> so Inside. Well, something I, to get I, your mind I, off
0: there.
1: <laughs> so um and i learned this from my grandmother rest in peace and i'm so grateful oh my god that's a, that's its <laughs> own that but when story. she quit smoking i promise it is when she quit smoking she quit smoking using peanut M&M, stuff like that and i only remember it because i remember seeing them on her table i remember her telling. i remember like her telling me that and i don't even remember like but anyway i Focus, tried bro. peanut eminence yeah I'm so i tried, listen you so know what yes, i just I had a dna M&M, test and, and discovered i doing it
2: yeah I just found oh. out that I have well I I have to go to see my doctor but I had a DNA test to find the right strains for my anxiety and okay. other things it, uh, see? it's um Theresa who who we yeah, out there in Hawaii with we, we decode I'm going to throw her a pitch right there it's I'm um, amazing you, you take a swab the things i discovered i that i already knew it confirmed but the things i didn't know explain every freaking nice thing. so that's the, what's the great fact, and i like science like for me, and i the like research um so is double based, yeah. it, there's a thing called a, a fear decay rate or something yeah i think it's called a fear decay rate you know fear when you get that, that fight or flight when that adrenaline right in, right and so like I've been trained in the military to always be like freaking on the go and be ready, you know? And like if Ooh. I'm not working, my you know, I'm if I I feel like so I feel guilty doing nothing and things like that. Yes, and the same cuz combat right. medic and, you're and always just it's, it's yeah. the
1: hurry up and wait thing.
2: And so I'm you're seeing a psych on. right now <laughs> right. to yeah. so I'm finally reaching to my psychiatrist to put PTSD on my disability because mine was not combat related. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, because getting to the DNA check, realizing about this fear decay rate where I'm startled or something triggers me, it takes a lot of shit to bring me down because I'm down. DNA, I'm, but I'm alive. Yeah. I'm still here today. Right. So I have to say there's there's a oh. silver line into everything. And I'm here well, today to, to testify about suicide prevention. But these yeah. are the things we don't realize. And then another thing I realized that was one of those explains everything was fucking ADHD. And so Thank trying you. to focus on things. So <laughs> I love where you're going. you've Giving me so much story. I'm gonna address that. you as a peer right now. That if I interject <laughs> on that. You, Ava, I'm not trying to I'm take not the hurt. show. We're okay. all together like, because I, it, this I is one it. where I had to take charge and keep my brothers on yeah, track. Of okay, course. yeah, because all of this is great shit, and even I was losing track totally because I totally know you were me, you were me, and my wife all going, get to the fucking point. Right. And I'm not like that with you because I get it. I'm crazy, no, because but I'm you like, get oh. it
1: exactly. It's like, no, nah, but the pill, yeah, right. so the pill situation is how, um, I'm sorry, the relationship with my loved ones, with my wife, with my music, mm-hmm. with my best friend, it came to a head one day in a communication or miscommunication with the woman who was now my wife.
2: Just say her. And name.
1: Can you say her name. Her name is Darnell. Her name is Darnell Ramos. Darnell. Well, let's just Darnell say Darnell. So Darnell so right? Yeah. She's so Darnell. I like Ram- uh, Ramos. Uh, Ramos. See, so, yes, yeah. Now, back to. I'll come back to that also. Right. Um,
2: just refer to her as you
1: um, Darnell, mm-hmm. and she was there for me, and I didn't want to be the person that I was towards her, yeah. and that inspired me to start taking the pills, so I I, threw, I tossed them, and I was, like I said, I was shit for a couple of weeks, a couple of months after, because going cold turkey off of medication, like Seroquel, and right. muscle relaxers, I'm talking about <clears throat> muscle relaxers and everything, I think the only, yeah. thing I, only thing I kept was the albuterol, because my asthma is really weird like that. Yeah, it, it, it fluctuates, but I have dust allergies, so my so that I kept <laughs> I yeah, did yeah, yeah. but the um and maybe sometimes probably set because I've been taking pills and alcohol so long that my acid reflux is horrible. I can only sleep yeah. on my left side apparently yeah, re- right. something. Yeah, I had to do that, but you know what?
2: I had the same thing, and you know what it turned out to be-the fucking alcohol. The pill- I was drinking right. wine thinking, oh well, wine is okay because it's healthy and it's condoned and it's whatever. And I it's still drink a glass of yeah. wine right now. But my God, when I, I was or the suicide, <laughs> I, with, and, gotta and, think and I was drinking like a bottle of wine a night. I thought it was this cool thing. I kept a journal. I just thought it was oh. I was da-
1: prior to my I- wife. I was dating a woman who was drinking a bottle of vodka every night. Oh, i was known people. When we yeah. came back from Ooh, Iraq, we didn't go to sleep without a bottle of vodka and a Dr Pepper.
0: Okay, <laughs>
1: I just no, that was, was post deployment. I mean, so I had to get out of that lifestyle too. That was yeah. prior to me. ETSing to or PCSing from Schofield to Fort Bragg so that was another thing once I PCS from Hawaii to Fort Bragg I cut the alcoholism side in half
2: well I I want to just note on you mentioned I and I'll get let you go Ava but I just had to say you know I've got my wife Tiffany and and she was my wingman. you guys call it a battle hey, thank you Tiffany I literally <laughs> when I when I woke up um Walter Reed and because they, they 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 drove me they brought you there they they rushed. I, I this the, the suicide attempt was in Baltimore, so I wound up in a hospital. Oh yeah, you're right. Me I
1: the road from us. And yeah. and then they <laughs>
2: took me on a stretcher in an ambulance to Walter Reed. And when I finally uh, was in the group therapy thing, she and my coworker uh, who introduced me to her were the only people that came out to see me besides my mom. And hey, I knew. And he's had right. my that back, matters. And she has my back to this day that I have her. I have her eyes tattooed. To deny nice. that she's got my six. Aww, right. That's so yeah. And absolutely. but some yeah. might say, well, she goes, she's always looking over your shoulder. I'm like, well, damn hey, like, somebody whatever, has to keep me man. out of trouble.
1: <laughs> hey, however it's cute. not how they right. interpret, it. It's, how you interpret they it. it's always how you interpret your art. And if they misinterpret it, so be it. But again, that's that's Shout your out. personal I... piece. Then that's your connection. Shout and that's very spouses. important. Shout our out sixes. to the spouses and the family members who have our backs when we're going through yep. what we're going through. Because if and it wasn't for the spouses and the dependents, we really wouldn't have anything worth fighting for. And yep. that seems to be something that a lot of people don't kind of factor in. But the only thing you have as a soldier is the people back home. Yep, and, and some, some of us right. don't Get have housed. that. Yeah, some of us don't, don't have, have that, that network. So only ha- exactly, and you only have your battle buddies who you're stationed with.
2: That was my it problem. My, so my second suicide attempt was the adjustment to-, to civilian,
1: civilian life. Civilian life. And you didn't have the battle I buddies. I didn't even exactly. know what to
2: fucking wear every day, let alone <laughs> grab a <few laughs> my hat and shit. But the fact was- Six o'clock I in the morning,
1: looking for PT.
2: <laughs> Here, epiphany right now, connecting the dots with the ADHD, and my readjustment to civilian life after the mantra mm. of the military, the rigor of you know, always be 15 minutes early. Everything yep. has to be done everything by the book. Earlier, leave your like... leave the site better than you arrived. All of that shit. That
1: too, man. Right? Police call so
2: <laughs> I lost yeah. that and I lost my camaraderie. You know, all of my after Easy. hour buddies was was my work buddies. And now I'm lost oh, through country. the anger, though. That was depressing. <laughs> Yes, Ava has something for us. We're getting I, I, in time. Got, I gotta
0: go. I gotta go in a couple minutes, but I just okay. had a few things that I really wanted to know before okay. I go. Yes, please. Um, I just wanted to know about so being a black man obviously the stigmatization when it comes okay. to i'm gonna do my best to keep this short
1: too because i feel it <laughs> oh no
0: that's, that's fine i just one are the you know those some things that were really intriguing and i just wanted to find out but everything that you're both saying is so interesting and you know it's nice to learn that because i'm a civilian i haven't or i don't you know have any family we're being worse so and we do nice and veterans
1: do not so, i gotta say this man veterans It's do not have anything towards civilians, bro. We absolutely adore civilians. They are our backbone. But in the media, social media, especially recently, that has been a tone. And I can tell you as a black man who identifies as a (laughs) veteran, you know what I mean? That that's not, at least that from us, I have not seen that in our community.
0: Actually, what I was really getting to, um, Mm -hmm. that was good too, but it's more, you know, being a veteran. Like you both were talking about, you know, being a veteran, you're strict, you're clean, you're, you know, you're disciplined. So the stigma when it comes to cannabis, it's not necessarily, let's just be honest. It's not necessarily the opposite side. The
1: stoner stigma. It's not really a positive one. So, absolutely. Exactly. So, being that as well. that is yes, exactly so another reason why know. camo exists as well. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but as far as myself yeah. for being young, black, and in, in the cannabis industry, it is something that is and a veteran. Is, and a veteran. I, for me, it's mandatory. It's necessary. There mm-hmm. are. If you look around the if you look around the industry, find other African American veterans in the industry, and then direct them to us. Because when we started Camel, there were none. And as far as I know, in the state of Hawaii, as far as organized organizations that are African American owned, veteran owned service organizations, I haven't seen one related in regards to complementary and alternative medicine or patient advocacy,
2: yet. We need to take a short break. When we return, we'll discuss how adversity inspired JT and partner Theo to found Camo. Stick around.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to wrap up with this this last question. Pretty much is just what kind of adversities that you have, you know, yourself and Theo have faced. Um, you know, running, you know, camel, and pretty much how have you overcome them? Because it is. It, it well, that's sounds the core like of I'm this sure message,
2: you... right? Overcoming, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Essentially, Overcoming yeah, trauma yeah. and adversity is trauma, you... then, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. There have been a lot of uh, small little events and bumps in the roads, uh, bumps in the road, little hiccups with us starting camo. Whether it was having volunteers who wanted to be a part of it that bow out, or for lack of better terms, maybe possibly misrepresent camo on social media, then we have to mm-hmm. find other people, things like that. But mm-hmm. one thing I was, I'm, st- I'm still very grateful for, and I, I know Theo feel the same way rest in peace mrs marsha rose joiner was very very is very dear to us but she was very instrumental in helping us maintain our focus and very so blessed that we were able to do with her is co-produce a podcast with her on think tech hawaii called cannabis chronicles so even though we were going through what we the the little hiccups we managed to interview uh, a vast majority of the higher ups in the medical cannabis community so even though we do had things like maybe finding uh, office space <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I know myself, I had such an issue with contacting like things, maybe like, the, I don't know, the SBA initially or reaching out to local organizations as Which far SBA as getting this, for... oh, small business, um... <laughs> <Association>. <laughs> right, absolutely in okay. SBDC. But I... again, that those are natural growing pains when it comes to organizing the business and you never done it before and you're doing that out of pocket, you don't have any, like, a mentor who's showing you how to found an organization, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, doing those kind of things, especially out here in a state where African Americans make up one, maybe at most, two percent of the state, and then 70 percent of the ones who are African American, Black, Indigenous, people of color, or foundational Black Americans are military, or active duty military, so there right. are you know right, so as far well, as civilians veterans,
2: yeah. it's a small one, demographic yeah because so we're, we're talking about social, yeah. we
1: need support sometimes
2: we've been talking about social equity a lot with the group I've been hanging out with you and, and Theo and, and some a lot of the other veterans Absolutely. and people in the cannabis yeah. community that I work with now and I think one thing that uh, that actually what Ava just said actually kind of leans into that and that might be a conversation that I can have with with Theo afterwards is is the social equity challenge so I think that's where we could leave off with this episode and we want to ask you to join us when we meet up with Theo Alexander the co-founder of camo he's going to talk with us about some of the struggles that he's overcome of adversity overcoming adversity and trauma Uh, one of the themes we're looking at with the uh, with this whole show again is veterans coming back with PTSD and facing adversity and trauma and other face issues that would normally stress other people out, that's one step closer (laughs) to suicide. And so our goal uh, is, and what I think Ava's question was leaning towards was that theme of how did uh, how did CAMO play into you personally for overcoming adversity or overcoming your own personal trauma? I'm stuck on the adversity because the social (laughs) equity issues. It is that
1: that because CAMO started with a conversation that Theo and I had and the conversation started, I think I said it earlier was where do you go when you're black and under attack? There mm. was an incident, there was an incident out here when the Black Lives Matters rallies were going up. And Mrs. Rose joyner, I saw her on the news and she was saying that she felt unsafe because of the current climate of the racial tensions out here between African Americans and the police officers. And there's a situation where an HPD officer had made a tweet. Uh, provoking or kind of poking the bear mm. at black lives matters protesters, saying come out uh, come on i'm here and I- i'm ready. like i might go you try it i'm try. loaded and i'm ready mm. for you right and she was upset and i watched that live on the news that morning because i used to wake up in the morning i watched mm. i watched the news i watched inside honolulu halle and i was watching olelo like oh, that was my thing right <laughs> so Great. i was doing i was i was on my little i was on my on my path and I saw her, and I was sad. She's the elderly lady, Mrs. Joyner rest in peace. She, 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 she was the elderly lady, and she was upset and displeased with the community. And that was enough to get me to get up off my ass and go down to see what was going on at the town hall meeting. Well, I met her. She at the time was already working with Theo, <laughs> which was a great, which is great for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um that specific situation that happened and that inspired the conversation of where do you go when you're black and under attack between Theo? And we were like, you can come here. Where is here, here is, is us. And we were in our little office at 4, 9, 111 North King Street. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we put it on paper and that was where we came. Honestly, that was where we came with CAMO. And between my skills, uh, first date, I'm still a first responder, like I said. I'm Mm -hmm. certified phlebotomy tech, EKG right now. And I'm going to school for um, (laughs) disaster preparedness emergency medicine. You know what I mean? Because I want to get deeper into community paramedicine.
2: You want to save
1: lives. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. Preserving the life force and preserving the the battlefield. That's that's. warrior ethos but working together and applying both sides of that because if i can do that side and he's the administrative side we're halfway there why not exactly. come together and do cool. this you know what i mean why not right absolutely on. all the way cool. and so that truly that was the foundation to camo but it was so camo was not specifically for medical cannabis it's alternative medicine and the and patient referrals and services and um, patient right. assessments and community outreach, but our medical cannabis outreach programs have done so much that that seems to be the thing we're most popular for. But honestly, to me, our equestrian therapy with with Theo and the West Side with the mm. horseback riding, oh, yeah. and things like that, and volunteering with Access uh, thing, and volunteering with the Am vets, and doing things for disabled veterans, teaching them grow classes, teaching the patient education classes outside the dispensary. We got, we had a partnership. With the largest dispensary in the state at the time, Noah Botanicals, and we we're teaching patient education, things like that, and um, smoking cessation with the dispensaries. So things like that, honestly, to me, were what really made Camo Camo. And with us being veterans and African American, having that presence in the community, I thought was really important because you. Just to be honest, you rarely get to see males who identify as heterosexual males, males who identify as African American males, males who identify as veterans in that capacity, in that light. And so that fire that that you know necessity breeds. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, and so is that. And it's not meant to be, it's not only that. That was how we got started. Everything after that honestly has been organic between Theo working with some of the greatest doctors in the state we met with josh green for with uh Marcia rose and dr sue sisley you know what yeah. i mean yep. we've met with you know what i mean, we met yeah, with I mean some She was the out there in hawaii doctors. with us too
2: and right. a, you know it's all I mean? connected and it's a small right. community team. right
1: so it, it's just yeah. that that's how we got here and we're grateful for the opportunity because it clearly it looks, it's it's necessary and we're excited to take it further.
2: And we're grateful that you're here with us today, JT. Hey, thanks for having us. Man. Thank you for joining us. And I, I, I want to wrap things up. This has been a great conversation. Right, I don't today, want to keep but... the East
1: Coast awake all night. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, no worry about it. It's been good. Listen, this has been so much conversation that we're going to have a two-parter. So it's been a pleasure working with you tonight, my friend. And I look forward to having more conversations with you. Stay alive. Again, thanks for Help. having us.
1: Yes, sir. Stay alive. Keep saving. Stay alive those
2: lives keep living the up life it's been amazing
1: i've
0: learned
2: a lot the up life is produced and directed by steve elmore this show is made possible by the help of volunteers from the unprescribed nonprofit and supporters like you the up life is part of the alive podcast network live life unprescribed live the up life the unprescribed inc is a 501c3 charitable organization you can make a tax deductible contribution by visiting theunprescribed.org/donate.html. Become a patron. Visit patreon.com/theunprescribed and follow us on social media at theunprescribed